Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Sides and Beers episode 44. Tonight we're looking into Pearl Jam's 1991 debut album 10. How are we doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. Dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> How are you feeling? How about you? Oh, doing good, man. This uh, this last two weeks I've just been cramming and cramming and cramming and cramming and trying to dig into these couple next topics here and deal with studio renovations, which is almost done. Um, yeah, it's looking good. It's getting there, man. I'm basically all I got left is baseboard trims and yeah, cosmetic stuff. So right on. Yeah, it looks great back yeah. there. Wow, I got to cover up all that insulation with uh, some nice, nice cloths and make it look all pretty. And is are you? I thought you were painting it all red. Uh, initially, I was going to, but the amount of work that would have been involved of Right. Having to prime everything and do five or six coats of red just to make it work. No, I just, I did gray with red highlights everywhere that I could. So just put a red, work, man. red bulb in somewhere. Oh, man. I've got, I know you like won't be able the... to see this on the podcast, but I've got lights in here <laughs> that work on a remote control. Whoa, that I everyone. Can turn red, man. He just made his lights red. Boo. With a remote control. I can go red. I can go green. I can go whatever that is, blue. RGB, my friend. I can go RGB. Friggin' purple. purple? I, I got it all, man. I got it all. Wow, it's a friggin' it's, nightclub it in is. there. It's it's mood lighting, pal. Mood lighting. You need a disco ball. Yeah, mirror I ball. Do. I really mirror do. Mirror ball. It's a, it's on the list. We'll we'll figure something. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. How's it sound in there? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, there's just a little bit of uh, a little bit of weird echoes, you know, when you're doing some high end clapping just to just to test it. But for the most part, it's not bad. So. And what can you hear from outside? Very little. Very little. Um, the only thing that the only way sound is getting out of this room is through the door. And yeah, it's it's not much, man. This is this is a bunker. So did you get that venting thing figured out? No, I'm not venting anything. Fuck it. I'm just. Oh, leaving I thought it you had off. a. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, I was yeah, going yeah. to. I'm just going to leave it. So. Just shove some insulation in there. Call it a day. Don't even need that. I have no vents in this room. I didn't build anything in. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so hopefully nobody closes my door while I'm in here for too long, because then the air will run out and I'll probably die. But you won't hear a damn thing. Oh my god! <laughs> so should we start with drinks? Let's do talking that. about being locked in a dungeon. Let's do that. So it's not a dungeon; it's a bunker. It's a bomb shelter, man. Come on, right? Of rockness. Rockness. <laughs> Dane, why don't you kick it off there? Let's kick it off with some tin roof, rusted tin. Sorry, tin oh. house. Tin House Brewing. Um, I thought, Mike, I thought you had one of these, but it was Tin Shed. No, 
Oh, me? No, I yeah. don't think so. That doesn't ring a bell. I don't. I don't think any tin. Tin whistle. Tin whistle. Was, tin you whistle. had like something from tin whistle, and I was like, that just rolls yeah, off the tongue. That was it. But so this is tin house brewing out of Poco, and um, I'm drinking a, a, a low. Excuse me, uh, a low, low. <laughs> Uh, I already can't talk. Low Knoll dry hopped lager. That's a that's a hard those two words together. Low low knoll. Low knoll. Low knoll. Yeah. Low knoll. But you see that K in there and you're just like oh. <laughs> uh dry hopped lager. It is a light, easy drinking lager with a crisp, hoppy finish. And I must say it that's a good uh, description. And um, yeah, what are we at here? It's like a 5.5 or something like that. But yeah, not bad. After that, I have a couple of my favorites. Um, I've got a Jagged Face IPA from Mount Aerosmith and um, from Beachfire Brewing. Um, I've got a red ale, ember, an ember red ale. So, Can I see those cans? Yeah. Please? Yeah, sure. So Mount Aerosmith out of Parksville and um, Beach Fire out of Campbell River. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those cans in my neck of the woods, man. Yeah, well, geez, oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of things being transported right now, I no, guess. Even these, yeah. even on a good day. Yeah, Pre-COVID, no, yeah. post-COVID, yeah. All the craziness is happening. I think well, anything made in BC would be... Sprinkle on some natural disasters yeah. and gas shortage, oh, toilet a little, paper it's a shortage, little rain, whatever. Little rain, yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. me. Cool, excellent, Michael. Cool, Michael. Uh, Ms. I have. Ms. Yeah, let's do this. I've got. Um, so I've got. I have four this evening, but two of them I'm saving for our next round because. This is just how we're recording tonight. So uh, the first one that I have is actually a Crown Royal. Uh, it is a cranberry apple premium whiskey cocktail, cocktail. which is delicious. And and it kind of tastes like um, Jolly Ranchers apple. One of those candies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is uh, an Old Faithful of Carlsberg Danish Pilsner classic no oh, yeah wrong with that so classic that's what i got nice yeah. um i was pretty stoked because um i mentioned on here before that i've wanted some more sampler packs like with that in four packs or like six packs right like instead of having yeah. you know four tall boys of the same thing It'd be nice to mix it yeah. up or like just have singles, right? To be able to mix and match. That would be awesome. But yeah. anyways, this uh, can cannery brewing out of uh, Penticton, they they came out with a six pack of just like regular size ones, but um, two of each. So there's three cans. And since we're going to split this up, I I'll start with the first one because this is the one that I was most excited about. It's the uh, Naramata Nut Brown ale and cool. i was hoping this was going to be like a a newcastle kind of thing because they yeah. said english style pil brown ale 
is an Okanagan classic. Chocolate biscuit and caramel malts provide rich, complex flavors. So, and it's good. Like, it's not the same as uh, Newcastle, but it kind of tastes like it has that kind of malty, chocolatey kind of taste to it. So, it's good. And this can is really cool. It's like a whole kind of wraparound of the whole, I don't know, Skaha Lake maybe. Is that what that is? Because this is in Penticton, but... It's a pretty right. cool okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cannering probably Okanagan looking or looking north or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the that's what I'm drinking on this first round. Um, and I'm I'm gonna save the other ones for the other ones. So, but spoiler cool. alert, they're from Cannery Brewing Company because <laughs> I finally found a mixed pack, and I was pretty stoked about that. So, thank you, Cannery Brew. Doing more of this, I I encourage more of these companies to do that because I'd like to sample all of your offerings rather than four that I may not want to drink four of. Yeah. Well, obviously someone's listening and they uh, made your dreams come Maybe, true. Maybe, and so. thank you very much, Can- Cannery Brewing. Yes, you listen to the podcast, you yeah. get, I get to drink your beer on here and talk about it. <laughs> and so far it's excellent. And as a fellow Newcastle fan, Michael, this is a good second like this is this is excellent i will definitely be hunting it down uh like quite a few i have not seen that uh brewery in any of my stores yet but i know there's probably one in town that i have not checked so yeah and like this has been around since that'll be next on my list for 2001 and you know i'm going into the liquor store finding new breweries all the time like you know i'm thinking like we've been doing this for a year and a half we've had yeah repeat breweries but like not a lot of repeat brews and yeah you know i don't know i'm just i'm finding always something new that i could buy you know so right. and that's good that's encouraging keep it coming mm-hmm. tan well before tan. that before that though yeah yeah should we tell people where to find our shit and do well, the things and the stuff if they haven't and all that you're you're doing you're keep it rolling you're doing it you're doing it you're yeah, doing man. it Go. That, that's the extent of what i got things, and stuff. You started things it. and stuff you started it but he's talking about sharing this folks and he's talking about spreading the word and he's talking about making sure that you share it as much as you can because we want to keep drinking beer and we want to keep talking about music and we want you to keep listening so uh please There's do a website besides and beers podcast.com yeah, Share it. and all the socials. All stuff's on there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Woo, crushed it. Oh, yeah. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Oh, man, we're professional. Hell, yeah. Call darn. <laughs> Take notes, everyone. Yep. This is why we get paid the big bucks. All right. Look out, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Jam 10. The voice, I mean, like, you could think of it either way. Cobain or Vetter. And I think Vetter is the voice of this this generation. Hmm. I think, like, if you... It could be, you know, Staley. And I, I... Now I'm just, like, talking a bunch of BS because, like... But I think, I think Vetter, it, when, when it everyone thinks about grunge like it's that and that's eddie vetter 
Right? You know what? I'll go you one better. Maybe it's Temple of the Dog because then you have both the mix of Chris Cornell wailing oh, over top yeah, and underneath, yeah. and you have Eddie Vedder still doing his. Yeah. Maybe it's the yeah. mixture of both yeah. of those, right? Like you kind of have two of some right. of the best singers of this era, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That that has to be the one that kicked it off. I mean, the 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 album that pushed everything into the forefront was Nevermind, but if you had to if you had to pick one that you know what's the word quantify it or whatever the uh the, the scene it would be it would probably be temple the dog with uh cornell and better it's difficult though that's a different <laughs> I, you know when we're talking about cobain in the mix there too right like okay if we're talking about lyrically you know talented that's debatable right like it's a very fine line between you know I don't know if you can call yes, like Chris Cornell is a better vocalist than Kurt Cobain was, but the way Kurt Cobain did it and the way it was all put together, maybe that was the voice of the generation too. I don't know, right? The screaming, the, I don't know. Maybe that. It depends what you're looking Mm -hmm. for. If you're shopping for a classic car that doesn't need a lot of repairs and stands the test of time, you get yourself an old Mercedes SL 500 something convertible, right? It's going to be reliable, dependable. Mm-hmm. But if you want something fun, whatever, you get yourself like an Alfa Romeo and it might fucking, <laughs> you know, it's got some quirks to it. So I th- honestly, I think 10 is the one that stands the test of time. It's just such a well-written and balanced album where Nevermind is this kind of like weird you know, a crazy anomaly that happened and really did spark things off. But 10 is just so well done. But without, without Nevermind, 10 wouldn't have reached, it wouldn't have come to the forefront as to the level that it was. I mean, there was, you, know, you look man. at music and, and how grunge sort of started, well, quote unquote grunge kind of started in the Seattle area with, you know, Melvin's and uh, Mud Honey and bands like that. And then uh, Nirvana hits the scene and everything just blows up and they, you know, drag everyone with them, I guess, to the top because, you know, that's what's selling. So that's what the, the record labels want. And they then, did and they but, but you didn't look, though, though. Because you, you've got you've got Pearl J- or uh, Nirvana that's more of the punk side of things. And then you look at you look at Pearl Jam for 10, which is mostly classic rock. I mean, so much of it yeah. is very yeah. Jimi Hendrix influenced and well, musically anyway, uh, guitar wise. Um, so they're, they're totally different. And then you look at Alice in Chains that, uh, well, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden that are a little more of the, the metal side than the rock side. So they're, uh, yeah. because they came from relatively the same scene doesn't mean they're the same sound. Absolutely. I'm talking about longevity though. Oh. I mean, I, I can go back and listen to Nevermind. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, um, I can appreciate it. And there's some songs that just like don't really do it for me anymore. But I think 10 is just one of those albums that really stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. Like the recording and production and everything is definitely dated. Um, but if you can get past that, the the way the songs have been written are just... Every song is powerful and well, they're all anthems, the, basically. They are all anthems, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys though, but when we go back to these kind of classic 
not so much classic albums, but maybe like classic grunge albums. I have a tough time listening to the hits on like when it comes yeah. up. I try to listen to it in its entirety as the way it was intended, but I just find that a lot of times I just I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard this, like I know this song, and then I go to the next one. But I really dig all like the kind of the non-hit songs on the album again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, it, it, well, how how does that translate though from you know you uh, you know 12, 12, 11, 12 year old you discovering. 10 for the first time compared to you know 41 year old you where (laughs) you've listened to it a million times and you know the connections you know faded oh yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't have skipped those songs back when i was 14 or however old i was listening to this right like i would listen to it in its entirety and that's great that's how i would have known those and i would have seen those videos on tv and that would have been good, but yeah, you're right. Now I listen to it, and I'm like, I got my fill. I, I guess you know, you listen to Zeppelin Four, and you, Stairway comes up, and you're like, okay, that's cool. Like I've heard this song a bunch. Like yeah. I'm gonna go to the next yeah. track, and I don't have eight minutes to waste on this right now. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> next, yes, right. But in, I'm not, I'm not discounting it. It's still, you know, great. Don't get me wrong. Even Flow Alive, you know, Jeremy, all great songs. But I just find when I jump back into this i liked the the b-sides or the not so you know release songs yeah on for here. sure uh yeah 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 i was never really the biggest pearl jam fan and it's probably because i was a diehard nirvana fan and i don't think i think kurt cobain said some shit about Nir- or pearl jam and i was like yeah <laughs> me too they, they never or he never liked pearl jam so yeah and i I never, I, I hated Jeremy. I hated that single when it came out. And once I get now listening to it, once I get past the first couple of verses, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a five minute It's banger. well written. Yes. Be, it's yeah. well written. Yeah. The first couple bars makes me kind of cringe because I, I think the video put me off or whatever. I just, the video is a big thing with videos too. Yeah. Where, you know why, why they did only X amount of videos and shut it down. So yeah, it, it sort of yeah. screws up the you know your personal uh, interpretation of it, for sure. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised because I I listened to Jeremy a couple of times and I was like, this is actually good. Like, what was my problem back in the day? Mm-hmm. And I think you know you have your idea of what you think is cool and you sort of stand guard to that and and and, and st- look down at anything else which isn't what you you know, think is cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I really did enjoy this entire album and listening to it again. Like I saw Pearl jam touring for 10 when I was 12 years old Wicked. and it was dope. It was like probably my second concert ever. And I remember just being completely blown away and like smelling weed for the first time. I'm like, Oh my God, this is dangerous. And like, <laughs> Remember Eddie Vedder drinking wine on stage and just like talking about America, talking shit about America. And, um, but I think even after that experience, I still wasn't sold on the band. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I really got into them in, until, uh, um, what was the next one? Versus? Yeah. That's my favorite yeah. one, man. Versus is my favorite. Yeah. Versus is, is so yeah. good. And I don't know, this album, it just, it, 10 is fantastic. And it's got, I guess, more, 
more like ballads, I guess, if you want to put it that way. You know what I mean? Like a couple more, like you think about like black and release and like there's there's a few mm-hmm. kind of yeah. for lack of a better term ballads but you guys know what i mean right versus yeah, kind of yeah. doesn't have as many of those right it's it's a little bit more uh it kind of punches you in the mouth right off the bat and keeps going right um yeah and, and well they were definitely a different band oh yeah too i mean when, when you when you look Absolutely. at 10 and you know they, they recorded it what three or four months after they they became a band yeah. and and you know what half of the songs were already written. Uh, some of them yeah. were, were from Gossard from, uh, you know, leftovers from green river. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then you look at, you know, whatever might've been carried over from uh, mother love bone. So it's, mm-hmm. it's basically there. You just, and apparently some of them, vocals. sorry. Um, apparently some of them were even, um, like just demos to, mm-hmm. um, cause they were, trying to find a new vocalist obviously and they just like a live apparently was like not really a fleshed out song well uh footsteps once and alive were on that uh mama son tape that went to uh, eddie vetter for his his you know him to learn the songs and try right. and write something to and uh from everything that i found i mean basically he he went he he that whatever he wrote in that short amount of time and sent back to them was basically what they put on the album. Like they didn't change much. Yeah. So yeah. In, in such a short span and then, you know, you add another two or three years of, of touring and gigging and being together to put out verses completely different band. So I can see that. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it- it builds. I find like this album, it kind of, it, it just kind of does this a little bit, right? As far as like your emotions when you're listening to it. Um, but I mean, there is some, there's some great guitar solos and some great guitar work on this album. When you, oh, man. when you listen to it, I, I like, it feels like Mike McCready doesn't get a lot of credit um, as much as he should, I guess, as, as being a really solid guitar player, you know, um, for, for all this lead stuff. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It, it's when you listen to it again and you just kind of single out the guitar work, it's solid. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's excellent. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's some of my best or my favorite guitar tones of all time. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've, I like a lot of different guitar tones, but I keep going back to wanting that, you know, it's just a, either a Marshall JCM 800 or a, a Marshall super lead and, you know, mixing a Strat with a Les Paul and, it's you know it's the meat and potatoes but it it sounds so good and, yeah uh, yeah you know you, when you look at when you look at uh, mike mccready uh when you break down his guitar solos it's it's very Jimi hendrix like, yeah om- almost yeah. to a fault but he does it so well that it's it's you know it's you're not wearing your influences on your sleeve you're just doing it yeah kind of thing so but i've always loved that and and even today when i when i sit and try and write a solo so much of that comes out just naturally because i've you know spent so much time with those influences so yeah i'll always love it yeah apparently he thought he was ripping off uh stevie ray vaughn or he felt like well he was very inspired by you know taken from hendrix for the most part yeah 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 for sure yeah but uh, yeah, I'm looking at the track listings right now. I think Why Go is probably one of my favorites. So good. 
Yeah. And the drum stand like, on this album, right? And the they solos. have so many issues with drummers over the years oh. and, and everything. And yeah. I, right. it was, I read something funny too that I didn't know, but they, I guess they recently released uh, uh, Unplugged. Uh, they're unplugged. Mm-hmm. And this was, I don't know where that was in the timeline of this, but I think it was pretty close to the release of. It was about a year after. It was 92. Okay. Okay. So, but they, that Dave Abruzzi was the guy who was playing drums on this, right? And they. Yeah. Uh, they cut him out. They like didn't include him. It was yeah. like a whatever a five shot thing and like or four shot thing, and he didn't get make the cut, right? So <laughs> they interviewed him, and he was kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. Like you know, he's like, I was on that album. I played on that album. I should be on that album, but whatever. Is he on the cover giving a high five? <laughs> 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 oh, he should be probably yeah, should be so. But yeah, no, and that's the drums stand out on this album too. They're solid. They're also good, right? And you talk about why go and that stands out as yeah. Yeah. That drum intro is Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's good. And it's just funny how they had so many issues with drummers over so many years until Matt Cameron just raided the ship for <laughs> Exactly. Know. But none of their drummers were yeah. bad. They just didn't last could be a chemistry thing right because like you're working with these dudes you're living and touring and um it could be a chemistry thing drummers you can't trust them man they're just stupid drummers yeah (laughs) (laughs) can't be trusted what's a good drummer joke hi hi, i'm the drummer for pearl jam uh you're dumber than who (laughs) (laughs) good one Uh, did, I always think. Did you guys ahead, have uh, this album on uh, tape, or did you have it on CD? Yes, I had both. Yeah, didn't own. You didn't own this? Any of it? Nope. I told. I, oh wow, that's a big middle finger to I them. I was like, they're fine, they're okay. Even but. even seeing them live when you did, you just didn't. Yeah, care enough to. Wow. No, I mean I had. Allison Chains Dirt. Mm-hmm. I had um uh well obviously never mind and Stone Temple Pilots core. Those were like my like those are my bands, mm-hmm. my albums, and this one for whatever reason, I don't know why. I was just like, no. <laughs> Maybe because it had that classic rock edge to it and it wasn't grunge enough for me. Yeah, right. I th- like like thinking back, like it, I just thought maybe it was a bit too polished, mm-hmm. even though listening to it now, it doesn't seem polished, but it seems very raw. Yeah. Well, this it's album. super raw, but the, the production is, is over polished. And, and I think this is one of those That's albums, true. this is yeah. one of those albums that the band always hated, either the mix of, or it was, you know, it's not their favorite. And you look at all the music critics and it's not their favorite album, but the fans love it. And they, there's yeah. far too much reverb on it, but I've always yeah. liked it. I don't know why, and they've always hated it. So, yeah, is that what you were talking about, Dan? About the outdated recording? Yeah, yeah. the fucking mm-hmm. reverb makes it sound like it's. I mean, the thing is, thirty years old, no? Yeah, but uh, it makes it sound like it's fifty years old to me. It just sounds <laughs> like a. It it sounds like a. They all sound like B sides to me, like mm-hmm. some weird bootleg something or other right the mixing's all whack but i mean that's a lot of people say this is one of the best albums ever produced so 
This is a Brendan O'Brien album, correct? I think so. No. As for producer, yeah. this is what's his face? Uh or am I insert weight music uh, here? Yeah. If your hosts <laughs> do their <laughs> research <laughs> on who recorded this <laughs> album or who produced <laughs> this album. <laughs> uh Rick uh Parsher. Intermission. I do not know. Him and his brother, they did like um they did ten, I think they did. Here, let's see here. Probably not saying his name right, but oh, yeah, Temple of a Dog, Ten, uh, Sap, yeah. Allison Chains, Sap, Allison Chains, he did Blind Melon. Yeah, they wow. were at Nickelback, Silver Side Up. Oh wow! Yeah, this dude was like um, the grunge man. Crushing. Fortunately, passed away in 2014 oh, yeah. at f- age 50. Crazy, but it's, I've never, never heard, heard of this dude this guy either before, until today. Never. Yeah. I've seen his picture yeah. before in documentaries, but I don't did not remember her name. That's a dude. Yeah, R- Rakish, his name. Yeah, Rakish. Ah, Rakish. Yeah. Born yeah. in Seattle, yeah. Yeah, some big albums on there too. You, yeah, interesting. Yeah. He even played on. Um, he was on Ten. I think he played some piano or something. Hmm. Huh. But um, yeah. Oh, it, that's what it's versus that's Brendan O'Brien. So that I, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So we were talking about earlier about how it's such a different album. I mean, we got a different producer too. It's yeah, totally different yeah. as well, right? Massive. Mm-hmm. I like. Do you remember the first time you heard Versus? That opening track. Did it just blow your little yeah. mind? Yeah. It was. It was really different. It oh, was. Yeah. It was Pearl Jam, but it was, and like the the rest of the album like really changes over the next couple of tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that really first aggressive, uh, what's the name? Go of it? animals? No, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that for the first time. I'm like, wow. So did you eventually gain more respect for this band as the albums went on? Like, because I mean, things kind of get a little bit deeper as you get into vitology and like stuff like that i think yeah vitology was a mixed bag like versus was great like i think that's what really sort of uh, you know captured my interest a little bit and then vitology came out and i was like yeah maybe and then after that uh i don't i can't even name an album after that (laughs) so there's some uh, there's some good ones i didn't listen to all of them or own all of them but like i had uh backspacer backspacer was pretty good um yep. and there's another one too that that's fairly recent that came out that was pretty good too but like even there was stuff off a of yield that was good i liked stuff off a of- yield was good man i remember when oh, they, right. they put that out and uh on the radio station they used to have a <laughs> album release yeah where they played it oh in, i love those you know, yeah it's an entirety the the day that it came out and i just remember recording that and and just you know, you know d- dubbing it off the radio and listening to that for months until I could afford to buy it, kind of thing. But, I was working at the record uh, store. Vitalogy yeah. was great. No code was great. And I had uh, I found out that uh, Walmart was selling uh, Yield early. They, they had it because oh. we used to get the CDs early, and then you did have to like wait to put them out right to the release date. But 
nobody at Walmart really cares. So they just put it out. So I got yield like two mm. weeks early and it was a big deal back then. Oh yeah. Really? This illegal copy of yield floating around for two weeks. It was cool. And then everybody had, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, no code was good too. I enjoyed no code. And then after that, I, I, I there's a couple that I dropped off on. Riot Act, well, Lightning good. Bolt. I didn't listen to those. But. Well, so much of that after after no code, basically everything after that was very, um, very Neil Young influenced. Where you could tell uh, right. you know, the Eddie Vedder's style changed so much that you know you could tell that Neil Young was a massive influence on him. Oh, that that oh, avocado yeah. album was good too, man. That yep. one was that there was a that I think it was self titled, but it was like 2000 and yeah, self titled 2006. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, I bought that in a pawn shop, I remember. Um, yeah, no, it's they've had it's it, they're an amazing band that way, right? To be, to be able to they're kind of like maybe one of the first bands that we've had from our era that is like a true legacy act now it feels like you know like you know other than like maybe radiohead and you know there's a few more in there too but you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll keep doing mm-hmm. this for a while i i think you know and it's amazing Definitely. that they yeah. lasted <clears throat> through all of the sex drugs rock and roll lifestyle that we keep hearing about <laughs> and keep reading about in all these books and biographies and for them to still be able to keep their marriages together and their kids together and everything is kind of an amazing feat. And, you know, even through addiction with Mike McCready and other members of the band, like there's been things that they've gone through, but it's amazing that they've kept this going for a long time um, mm-hmm. and don't really show any signs of stopping, you know? No, when they're, yeah. when they're still selling out, you know, giant uh, arenas and, you know, their their fans are following them around like they're the grateful dead and you know it's it's that big of a fan base where it's 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 a whole life thing it's not just i like this song yeah so i think that's you know that's massive and and really they're the only they're the only band out of the grunge era or you know of that the the top five i guess the the main five that are still around true and that still everyone's pushing. still alive. And exactly. They're still alive. <laughs> they're still pushing. They're still putting out albums. They're still touring. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite the, quite the trip for them. So. Yeah. They definitely have got some thing. They're doing something right. Like, um, you know, it, it might not be as concentrated and as immediate as some of the other mm-hmm. sort of bands of the era, like Alice in Chains or, or Nirvana, but like they definitely have longevity behind them. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting to see how they've sort of navigated, like, you know, coming out of grunge and then now, you know, still being relevant. What really surprised me was, and I'm not sure if these are bootlegs, but I think between like a very short amount of time, they released something like, like hundreds of live albums. Yeah. There are hundreds of the bootlegs that they released themselves. They released the bootless, so yeah. that's what happened, so that right? Was, you know, they're they're cutting out the the middleman, but uh, yeah, and, and they did it for everything for you know probably since I don't know two thousand at least, maybe even right. from yield days. So that's a testament to the fact that like they got a fan base and totally. they give the fan base what they want, right? Yeah, um, which is which is really I think rare. Yeah, 
Um, you got record companies that sort of um, push bands in, in a certain direction, especially coming out of the, the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of those bands didn't survive because, well, I mean, the, the lifestyle first and foremost, but... You know, you see other bands that sort of petered out, but I think Pearl Jam, like I said before, they they navigated it quite well. Well, they they grew with their fans too. Was a big thing. Yeah. When, when you look at a lot of these these bands in any genre, when it gets to a certain point that their fans start outgrowing them, if you're yeah. not, if you're not rolling yeah. with it, or if they're not growing with you, you're done. And that's the thing, though. Like they yeah. haven't really come out with a, you know big song or big album that to really kind of hook you again and get all those younger fans. But it's because of this. That's not what they're Yeah, about. exactly. Right. And that's just, yeah, it's amazing how they can just kind of keep plugging along now because people will still go and see them even if they don't have mm -hmm. a, a, a new hit song out. Right. They just want to go. Yeah. They just yeah. Wanna go and they want to see Jeremy. Yeah. They want to see those songs. Right? Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and going with that, I mean, the, the, their live album, uh, live on two legs, it's, it's still Great. something I visit frequently. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're definitely a band that'll, uh, that'll, will always live on with me and hopefully they'll, uh, you know, carry on to next couple generations and, and, you know, influence a, a whole nother group and, and, you know, be like a, a Led Zeppelin or a, that sort of upper echelon of will always be their bands. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It is the only band out of those big ones that we kind of have been talking about through this episode that are still standing and still have members that are alive. Right. Really? Besides the Melvins. Melvins, I mean, the Melvins are still the, hitting yeah, it. But, but everybody else, um, STP, yeah. Soundgarden, Nirvana, yeah. all of these. Right. So it's. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. That it's still crazy. Here, but yeah. It's good. Good pick. I think that's what made mm -hmm. the music you know, appealing was because it seemed a little bit dangerous. Like, um, just to throw this in here, I was sort of thinking about like what, what makes, what is the red thread or the, or the thing that really sort of like makes all of these bands somewhat legitimate within this genre. And I think you, when you're coming out of hair metal and you're talking about chicks and, and cars and shit like that, these guys are, again, like we kind of touched upon this with the, um, the Soundgarden episode it's like real, it's real emotion. It's real lyrics. It's real, um, music. And, um, you know, I, I think that stands for something that was really innovative and different back then. And, um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out like, what is grunge and what is, what is this like, you know, a period of music that we're all, you know, talking about and trying to define. I think it's just like an honest take on, on this art form, right? Yeah, just very yeah. pure. You go from yeah. a lot of the the phoniness and mass production at the end of hair misogynist, metal yeah, boner to, music, and then exactly, and then and then yeah. you get to the point where it's like, okay, now something real is happening for a you know a blip in time, and yeah, it touched enough people that it it had meaning and can live on now. So. Yeah, it's a natural progression too. Right. It's got to blow up at some point. Yeah. That's not going to, you know, poison is not going to live forever. So what's the next thing? Right. And this yeah. is it. Yeah. So can't always yeah. be winger. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But good pick. Excellent choice, Michael. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Good one. Awesome. Right yeah. On. 
All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going, keep it strong, because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.